Welcome to Connect with DP City, ADP City Church Podcast. Some of the best conversations I've had is with you two brothers, you know. I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now. Based on my Yo Mama tagline, right? No, Santiago is amazing. Miss Tori has definitely raised an amazing, amazing young man. We're super um, just thankful not only to be his youth pastors or his uh, production leads, but just his friend. Um, It was interesting that you brought up kids. Uh, like recently when Cheyenne was in a volleyball game and just watching her, she had several serves where her team was winning those points. And I was proud of her. And Let me fix this. We're still learning, guys. We're, we're still learning. Holding dead pigs, a knife. It's very incriminating. <laughs> they like, they are so mean. I'm like, I just, I just want that little crock pot right there. Oh, no. <laughs> You're still Bishop Reggie Lewis. In my yeah, book. we do call you the bishop. <laughs> Not just a bishop. The, the bishop. Hey, look. I don't think... I think they assume it's a government thing. Hey, guys. Welcome to DP City. Connect with DP City Podcast. We're super excited to have you. We have a couple great guests here today. We have our very own Connect Group leaders, Jenica and Aaron Paleo. Hey. Say hey, hi. 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 Hello. So if you guys don't know, they actually run up the Living Waters Connect Group here on campus. Well, the Connect Group is at their house, but um, they're the leaders. And you guys have had that Connect Group going for quite some time, right? Ever since the Connect Group started, so maybe like three, three and a half years ago. Dang, so you guys are like the OGs on campus. Only been three years? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I thought it went since the beginning of DP. Now... I might be biased because it has some of our favorite people, but right. I would say the Living Waters Connect group is the most successful, alive, happening. That's the one you want to be at. Right. Yes. That's what we hear. <laughs> yes. I mean, aside from Reggie's, you know, he runs so many, but yeah, we're pretty OG. Should I take some shots? No. I'll just be like, <laughs> quality over quantity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all good, Reggie. You know, we love you. Um, And food is a big part of your guys' Connect group. Yes, all the time. We always fellowship over food somebody always brings snacks and you know we provide coffee and snacks too but so what would you say hands down it was the best meal or like dish that was ever brought girl like we have (laughs) easter brunches we have thanksgiving dinners christmas dinners so it's not just like snacks we actually have meals and you know we make it a big thing so come on you got to tell me which was the best dish Mm. I don't know. Like during our Easter brunch, I make a pretty good breakfast casserole, mm. but I've made um, green pozole, uh, tamales. She's saying her dish is the best dish. Yes. That's what I, she's saying. I don't doubt that. Nobody I else I really competes. don't doubt it. <laughs> I'm a good cook. So what I'm hearing is if you want to save some money <laughs> every second and fourth Thursday, you don't have to buy dinner. You just got to show up to Living Waters Connect Group. <laughs> And and food's there for you. You know what I mean? It's you guys have like a like a not like a motto, maybe something like that. Feed your spirit and feed your soul. What is it? Your prayer. I, I feel like I prayer. heard someone say something. Oh, what was it? I said, um, just like um, food feeds your stomach. No, I, I can't remember. Okay, we'll have to. We'll, we'll jog your memory a little yeah. bit because I remember and it stuck with me for a really long time. And then right now, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank, mm. but it was a good one. 
Oh, I think I said it when um, they had us record like a little snippet for our Living Water yes. Connect group. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to go back and um, figure out what that one was. <laughs> well, I think in general, connect groups are so important to our campus. Um, you know, on any given Sunday, we have two to three hundred people on campus. Sometimes new visitors, a lot of kids, teenagers, elders, um, and there's no possible way you can have a relationship with all those people. And and that's a big um, mission statement for this podcast is kind of bringing people in from our congregation, having a conversation with them and allowing other people in the congregation to hear them because something might come up on the podcast that somebody who would never have a conversation with you hears and like, oh man, I want to go talk to her about that, you know, and it right. creates relationships. Yes. And I think that's the most important part about the connect group is just the relationship outside of the church. You want to uh, share a little bit about how you've seen maybe growth in yourself or growth in the people at your connect group through it? Yes. Well, when Pastor Susan first approached me and said, hey, Jenica, you know, what do you think about hosting a connect group at your house, you and Aaron? And I looked at her and I was like, um, I don't know enough about the Bible <laughs> to have people and teach them. And she's like, but you're friendly. You'll do great. And I said, you know, I said, let me think about it. So we went home and Aaron and I talked about it and we prayed about it. And I said, Let's give it a shot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I did because I've grown so much in in the word and just learning. And and also, like, I'm very proud of our group because we've maintained that steady group. And you do become a family. You know, um, we have a text thread. And when everybody, when someone needs prayer, you know, they'll send a text. And you better believe we're going to be praying about it. You know, right. I've, I've had, um, I don't know if you remember Kay and Bernard. Maybe you don't remember them, but, you know, they were a staple here at the church and they moved away. Um, we've just had a lot of people be in our group and then have moved away. But new ones have come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, um, you know, before I had the connect, we had the connect group. Um, we weren't really, you know, um, close to anybody in the church. And, you know, this being in a connect group actually helps you, you know, so. I would like people to come, you know, I'm, I, Alexis made us cards, so I try and hand them out whenever I can. Right. Um, but it is, it's very important. You know, um, I think Steve's the one that says you get to know people better in circles than in rows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, th that is so important because you build a family and I feel like we're closer to our church family than our own actual family. Mm. You know, <laughs> that is that's so legit yeah i love that yeah because i feel like i can trust them more and you know not all my family is is saved you know i come from a catholic background mm -hmm. so you know um but i know that i can count on my church family to pray over anything that comes up you know and i was so mad at my brother because he married into a catholic family and I'm not mad that he married in a Catholic family. I'm mad that he made me be a groomsman at a Catholic wedding. Oh, my gosh. That is torment. Yeah. I, I don't know what I did wrong to him. My knees were hurting. It was up and down, up and down. It was you like got your workout on. It was like three hours yeah. long. In a yeah. suit. Yeah. Oh, my God. She'll tell you. I was not in a good it's mood. It's not my first rodeo, so I, I, I get it. So I've been to quinceañeras that are traditional. Mm -hmm. I put air quotes up there. But I don't think they were that traditional. That wedding, oh, 
I was even that one was a little bit on the lesser side. Yeah, it was bad. Me and my little brother Sean, we both have mild cases of ADHD. His is probably worse than mine, and we had a hard time not uh, cracking jokes. Her family <laughs> probably wanted us kicked out. Let me just say that. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. See, and there's a lot of rituals. Mm-hmm. You know. You have to stand up, kneel down, say certain things at certain times. So. You know the the board that comes down off of the pews for yeah. the knees? I thought that was a foot rest. <laughs> I popped it, it like down in the middle and had my feet up on it. and <laughs> the Arms back on the chair. I was like, bro. I was oh chilling. <laughs> I had my hat on in the sanctuary. It was bad. It was bad. In hindsight, that was only last year. But, you know, as a youth pastor, you got to keep that childish that childish spirit about you in order to connect to the kids, I think. Doesn't help you when you're connecting to adults, though, huh, Aaron? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys been at DP? We started at DP in October of 2016. It's so crazy. Okay, real quick, side note. It's insane how many people who have been here for so long know the exact year, like, that's how everyone I've ever heard name how long they've been here. They say the month and they say the year. I'm like, man, I'm just like uh, a couple of years. I don't know. Well, <laughs> so it's super be- impressive that you know exactly when. Well, that's because that's when we moved to Hemet. Oh, okay. And so can I tell you a funny story how we got Absolutely. here? So when we moved out here, the house that we're living in, we needed to get a washer and dryer because we didn't have one. So Aaron looked on Craigslist. And lo and behold, Tracy and Freddie were selling a washer and dryer on, on Craigslist. What? So when we went over there to go pick them up, they had a DP sticker on the back of their car. And I said, oh, where's that church at? And, you know, she explained or whatever. So, you know, we went home and I kept thinking, OK, I got to find the church. And I kept telling Aaron, like, I want to visit that church. Mm-hmm. I want to visit that church. Finally, I came one weekend by myself and I just felt at home. I felt like loved. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, the Holy Spirit had led me here, and this is where I needed to be. Like, I felt at home. And so the following weekend, Aaron came with me, and we've been here ever since. So the real question wow. is, did Freddie and Tracy sell you junk, or did that washer and dryer work? No, they were <laughs> a they good the washer and, time. and oh, dryer. All right, yeah. that's legit. So if Freddie and Tracy are ever selling anything, you don't we have to worry skins. about <laughs> buying from them. They are good customer. <laughs> what is it? Good salespeople. Like, yes. Do they come with warranties? that's insane though so you guys got some lifelong friends from the first meeting yes that is so cool i love that and now she's in our connect group yeah and good friend yes very good wow and now they have a house did you sell them a washer and dryer because that would have just that would have been completed full circle no you guys should have bought them a washer and dryer just as, I mean, because we have money to just do or, things like that. Yeah. Or get them like a little <laughs> sticker or a magnet of a washer and dryer and put it on their washer and dryer. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. Well, my parents my parents had best friends that were our neighbors for a while and then not. They had, um, what was it? It was the, the Snuggles uh, Downy Detergent mm-hmm. Softener. Mm-hmm. Well, they got some bear. Like they bought a pack at Costco and it came with like a little teddy bear that yeah. came with it. And it was like maybe that big. And um, they used to play pranks on each other because we lived in Covina. So you, you see your cars around all the time and they would just leave it on each other's cars. And it went on for like four or five years where you're like you'd come out from Walmart and find that same bear just sitting on your on your windshield oh. or on your hood and stuff like that. I always wonder what happened to that. 
I like I Someone like little traditions. <laughs> I like little traditions and stuff like that with friends. It's fun. I like the one where um, I mean we haven't done it, but when we get our home, we will. Um, where you go to a friend's house and you leave a random object there and you wait to see when they figure it out, and then the goal is for them to take that object and put it at your house somehow. Ah. So like it could be like something super simple. Like, like a keychain, like a yeah, like a charger's helmet keychain or something like oh. something that would obviously be out of place. It's not like a paper clip or anything, you know, yeah. that you could just toss back in the drawer. But like something different and weird, you're like, where did that knickknack come from? Like, <laughs> type of thing. Like so. for all of us in here, we're all Dodger fans, so it'd be like having a like a random uh, angel thing in your house, yeah. you know. You would know like, it does what? not belong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this does not belong here. Which one of my friends are preaching heresy? <laughs> well, one of us here used to be an Angels fan. <gasps> oh, that's a good story. You got to come tell up on the mic and tell us how, how you were found Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I don't want to talk about that part it of my life. When he met me. Was he was he raised in the OC? No. No. So how how did you find the Angels? I, I just watched baseball once in a while, and I didn't have a team at the time. Gotcha. But it wasn't my favorite team though. It just happened to be the I, yeah. team you followed. Yeah. So what was the deal? Like, how did that happen? How did he convert? Well, when we were dating, I went over and he had an Angels hat on the wall. And I said, you like the Angels? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my family are Dodger fans. And from there. He was like, anything for you, baby. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell us the real story, Aaron. Come on. Is that how it went? Pretty much. Yeah. Similar? Yeah. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> I mean, the whole family were. Dodger fans, so you it's hard not to. It was an easy yeah. conversion, right? Yeah. I mean, the Dodger family is so just amazing. Like, come on. So, as a kid, I hated baseball. I I absolutely did. I hated baseball players. I hated every. I didn't want to go to baseball games, and I think it has a lot to do with just my testimony of like dealing with father issues and stuff like that. When all my friends were out playing catch with their dad, I didn't necessarily have my father to do that with at that time. And so I went through middle school, high school, just being like, oh, football players are way better than baseball players, yada, yada, yada. And then we were getting ready to get married, and she knew that I didn't like baseball at all. And her family are diehard Dodger fans as well. But her family is also diehard Raider fans. And she didn't really care about football, but she always was like, I like the Raiders because my family likes the Raiders, you know? So I told her, I'm not going to marry you unless you become an Eagles fan. And she was like, okay, well, I'm not going to marry you unless you become a Dodgers fan. So we had this silent agreement, or not even silent. It we made, silent. It was, it we was made legit. a full-on handshake aside from, deal. Yeah, aside from the blood stamp or anything like that, you know. <laughs> it was a legit deal. That we would both commit Yeah, to you following. had to become a diehard Dodger fan, and I had to become a diehard Eagles fan. And we've never gone back. And it works. Mm-hmm. We love it. Good. So that's our story about his conversion and my conversion. But the only teams we don't agree on is college sports. So I'm an Oregon Duck fan, and she's a Trojan fan. Um, but we'll root for each other's teams when we're not playing each other, you know. But then when it comes to, like, Oregon-USC games, that's when it gets it gets a little fun. Mm-hmm. Usually Oregon wins No, as of late. Do you guys have uh, college teams? No. No. I mean, I go for the Trojans also because I have a cousin who graduated from there. Really? Oh, that's so cool. And they're L.A., so, I mean, it it matches, you know. (laughs) So, I don't think I know what you do for a living. 
I am a social worker for kids with disabilities. Oh, wow. I had no idea. So how do you like that job? I love my job. God specifically handpicked this job for me. So do you work for the county or? Um, it's a state program. We're actually a nonprofit, but it is funded by the state. Wow. So our like benefits and all that, you, you know, mm-hmm. parallel the state. So you go just do home checks and make sure kids are getting the support that they need at home and stuff like that? or Yes, at home and at school advocate for them make sure they're receiving the services that they need like a lot of the kids will need like um speech therapy physical therapy occupational therapy so we make sure that you're just making sure everyone is taking care of them the way they they deserve to be taken care of what a perfect person for the job man tosh you have such a sweet spirit all together so i could i can definitely see people just gravitating to you all together and obviously with christ in you that's even better you know all together so that's so cool though i never knew that i was gonna ask you too so how long have you been doing that uh five years five years so you since you've been coming to dp city church you were already doing that yes well actually pastor bob and pastor susan prayed for me when i went you know to the interview and let me tell you the testimony yeah so i was working as a um youth counselor for at-risk youth so like kids between 16 and 24 that you know where their high school dropouts homeless um, teen parents and I was a supervisor the of the center and somebody we got a new boss that she just did not care for anybody that was hired on with the previous boss that mm. she took the place of and so she was just on me and like it physically made me sick and I talked to Aaron and I said I can't do this anymore so I quit and, you know, we had our savings that got us through for a little bit, but it was starting to run out. And so my cousin, he works for, he used to work for this, like, um, you know, the LEAP program. Um, it's kind of like, um, like for Edison, they come out and they evaluate your home. Yeah. For like, and they give you yeah. like low income yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my cousin was working for that. He said, oh, Jen, I'll get you a job. You know, it's minimum wage, but, you know, you'll get your 40 hours. And I said like I have a college degree like (laughs) what am I gonna be doing minimum wage right thinking I was Mm -hmm. too good but God sat me down real quick right so I had to take that job and so like a week into that job I get a call from my current employer for an interview and I said yes I said like how am I gonna do this like you know I just started this new job how am I gonna take time off already well anyway God made a way and and I went to the first interview I got called for the second interview the week after And then the third week I got called with a job offer. But before that, like when I knew I was going to go to the interview, um, I had Pastor Bob and Susan pray for me. And I said, Lord, like this is my last hundred dollars. You know, we we had used our savings, you know, to live for those few months. I said, this is like my last hundred dollars. I'm going to put it I'm going to give it as my tithing because that's all I've got. And I put my trust Mm. in you. And I got the job and I was like, thank you, Lord, you know, and, you know, we always talk about tithing and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, giving our best. Like in the scripture of Leviticus, it says, you know, always give your best. Right. Yeah. And 
you know, we tend to not want to give our first fruits, right? We want to give well, whatever we have left over, right? you know, which in that case, that's what I did, but that's all that I had. And I said, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to you, trusting that you're going to make a way and you're going to provide. Right. And I got the job and I'm there. And so, you know, now working there, so many families like are, what's the word? Like not desperate, but they're like, torn you know to have a child with disabilities or stress because they have to manage so many things you know maybe it's not their only child but they have other children they have all these therapies that they have to take their kids to and so they're just stressed you know i'm thinking like why me or you know so many things on top of their shoulders and so when they tell me oh god bless you or or when they mention god at all you know, where it's like, like open up the door. Let's yes, go. <laughs> yes, they open it up and I'm like, wow, you know, and and I start preaching, not preaching, but ministering. Yes, yeah. ministering to them and just telling them that, you know, I know it's hard, but God's going to get you through. You just focus and stay focused on him and he'll get you through. You know, he'll he'll provide a way. He gave you this child for a reason. You know, yeah. there's something that we have to learn from this. And I just love it. And I always say, you know, Lord, if I get fired because I'm speaking to these families about you, I know that you have something better. Yeah, you're That's not worried right. about it. No, I'm not. Not at all. Not That's at cool. all. So you really look at your job as 40 hours of ministry every week. Yes. How yes. cool is that? Like, wow. you're, ha, so many people who want to be in ministry, you know, they want to be full-time ministry, and they think that the way they do that is by becoming a pastor or doing something like that. But you're taking a whole different approach. Yes. You are full time. You are in full time ministry, mm-hmm. yes. but you've made your career that part of your ministry, and I think that is so cool because a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, I, I just want to, I want to, I want to follow my calling, so I'm going to be a pastor, mm-hmm. and it's like God can use you anywhere. You know, you we, just have to be willing yes. to let Him use you. And we limit him. We think that it can only happen yeah. in a church setting, in the church building. And no, it doesn't have to. Right. Real In the real world, all together is some of the best battlefield oh, yeah. all together. So I love that. That's so cool. I had no idea yeah. that's what you did. Yeah, I love my job. I really, really do. I've, um, I, don't, I don't say friends, but, you know, my families, you know, I'll invite them to our church. I... I I tell them, oh, I have a connect group, Mm -hmm. you know, and some of the social workers are like, oh, no, you know, once my my five o'clock is (laughs) over, like I'm done. And I'm like, no, you know, lucky for me, I serve the community that I cover. So my region is Hemet and San Jacinto. So I've seen some of my families in the community and I'll, hi, how are you? You know, I'm just friendly and I've invited them to my connect group. I've seen them. Um. There's a Catholic church down down the street from me, and during like the harvest, they had something, and I saw one of my family there, and you know, I was able to greet them and yeah, and see the kids. That's cool though, yeah. because it's showing them that you're not you're not helping them out just so that you can get your paycheck. No, because on the weekend you're not getting paid. No, but if you see them and you go up to them and give them a hug and ask them how they're doing, is there anything I could do for you? It probably means so much more to them than that person who answers the call from 9 to 3 or 7 to 3 yeah. or whatever it is. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it takes special people. You know, I'm not... The patience that people have to have to serve other people is extraordinary, you know, because sometimes they'll look at you like, 
you're not doing enough. You didn't get me answers quick enough. You didn't get, and it's like, I can only do so much. I'm yeah. so sorry, you know. And I think God has really blessed you to do that. Pretty cool. So, Aaron, what do you do? Or what's the story? What's the Aaron story? Well, I work in Temecula, so um, basically just take care of, uh, I'm in the construction field, and I take care of all the vehicles and um, whatever needs to be done. Like maintenance and? Maintenance, yeah. And different cool. construction sites that we have. So how long have you been doing that? Um, five months. Six oh, months. Nice. Yeah. You, are you enjoying it? Yes. I love my job. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I I remember, I want to say it's probably two years ago now, you got baptized. Yeah. And you were maybe fighting for your life or there was something going on. I was very sick. You were very sick. Yeah. and you almost, di I, almost dying. And you're no, healed? He, he, did, yeah. he did die twice. Yeah, he coded twice, and they had to bring him back. Wow. That's during my transplant. I had a liver and a kidney transplant. Wow. Back in 2020. During COVID? or uh, Right when COVID started. You had a liver and a kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I had just got out of uh, ICU, and then they put me into a room, a regular room, and they had told me that I could have one visitor. And I was pretty happy with one visitor yeah and then they came back five minutes later and told me i couldn't have any visitors so I, all that time i was in the hospital what two two months mm -hmm. two months in the hospital by myself no oh visitors my goodness. i was going crazy i believe it crazy and, and that then, was was that here no that, that was in san diego scripts oh okay oh yeah they're a lot way more tight mm -hmm. i know like at least for him it um they would say you couldn't have visitors but then um, I think when my when my grandfather was in there during COVID, I'm so thankful that they did allow us because they weren't supposed to altogether. And so I was able to be with my grandfather during his last couple days. But um, it breaks my heart hearing the stories during COVID of how many people, whether they survived or didn't, were completely stripped of their family. And that's heartbreaking mm -hmm. altogether because obviously God put us on this earth to be um, in union with one another, you know, and to love one another. And so I think for the enemy to take that away is obviously a good tactic. Oh, yeah. But so your health now, you're ready to go run marathons? Um, well, maybe if I was a little skinnier, but <laughs> and I'm a little chunky, so I don't know about the marathon. But, yeah, I'm a lot better now. My health is 100 times better. Wow. Mm -hmm. Praise God for that. Yeah. That is yeah. – you have a testimony, sir. You just need to – I know. You need to unlock that. Yeah, I do. He's so shy. I, I'm. You be careful. We'll throw you up at a youth takeover <laughs> or <a> Wednesday night <laughs> service. Ask Miss Tori. We didn't give her much of a choice. But it's good for people to hear. You know, there might be someone else in the congregation. I think that's part of why Kyle um, really is like pushing so hard for uh, making sure he pulls people throughout the uh, the church. Because every single one of us has a story, you know, and it's going to be relatable to at least one of us oh, yeah. throughout it, you know? Because there was a couple, well, yeah, a couple that was when I was going through all my stuff and I was sick and I had my problems with my liver and kidney. Uh, she, her name is Debbie, and she helped me 
get through a lot of this, um, what I was going through, what, you know, helped me with just advice you mm-hmm. know, to do. And so shout yeah. out to John and Debbie. Yeah, John and Debbie. They're I feel best. like I know them. They're the best. Do I know them? Sounds familiar. John and Debbie. They're a really loving couple. Really. Our church has a lot of awesome people in yes. it. Yes. Like the kind of people that you just, you don't even have to know them. And if you open your arms up for a hug, you're going to get swallowed up whole. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. That's Gay and Larry. I love Gay and Larry. And Kim Goodfield. She gives oh, the best oh, hugs. Yes. Man, you guys. But that's the best dynamic duo. Kim and Bobby Larry Goodfield get brought Kim up on this podcast every, every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> I love they're them. The best, they are the best. They are the best. They are such a testimony to evangelism and how you grow a church and how you serve and stuff like that. Because Amen. the fact that I believe Tracy and Freddie came to this church first. Yes. And all they did was start serving. And I could be saying this the wrong way, but. All I know is that Kim and Bobby saw the change in their life and was like, whatever's going on, wherever they're at, whatever we want, we want to be in on that too. And then they started coming, and then it's just and then now grown it's and down grown to and grown. Phoebe and Phoebe's dad and Phoebe's grandmother and, yes. and Riley and, and Kathy. Oh my goodness, there's so many different like Jenica and Aaron. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know. That's you guys are definitely a branch between that family altogether. <laughs> yes, man, it's a good thing that we don't pay. For like pyramid schemes because we'd be paying out <laughs> Freddie and Tracy big time. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you guys grow up? I grew up in Paris. France? In Paris, California. Oh, <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> I went to high school and everything there. All the... My grandpa's lived out there for a lot of years, right by the ra- right by the lake, right by the raceway. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you, Miss Jenica? I grew up in South Almani, until, which is LA County, with, until I was like 11. And then the rest of my life, I've lived in Moreno Valley. So how did the two meet? We heard about the angel story. Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> I love that look. You guys didn't see it, obviously. But that was an amazing look right there. They gave each other. At the time, I had a best friend. Mm-hmm. And... He's a really good friend of mine. Did you fall in love with your best friend's girl? Yes, he sure <laughs> did. Oh, no. Why'd you stole me? It? Sorry. Yeah. He stole me. <laughs> I pretty much that's what happened. I mean, we, we kind of we went out one night. and Well, no, it was his birthday. <gasps> it was his birthday, and then I met her there. No. <laughs> while, while we went out bowling, I went with his friend, you know, because I was his date. And he had, Aaron had another date. And so, like, Aaron and I really hit it off, and I got his number, I guess, yeah. And I didn't really (laughs) like my date. (laughs) And I didn't like my date. And then, you know what would have made the story so much better is if your guys' dates got married. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. No, I don't think my date would have got married, too. So how long (laughs) have you guys been together? Uh, We started dating in March 2008. And we got married in July of 2009. Oh. So. Was that 13 years? Yeah. I think it would be 14. 14. Years. 14. And Zayna is your guys' only child. Yes. yes. Oh, uh, no, I have Zayna. a child from my previous marriage. Oh, you do? How old? 29. Have we met this child? No. Can we meet this child? Maybe, but <laughs> I don't know if she'll come to the church, though. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, we're going to have to invite her to Living Waters yeah. Connect Group. Living Waters Connect Group. <laughs> well, first you got to come to Living Waters yeah. Connect Group. Listen, we have a valid reason. Listen, we've given you our stipulations. I know, I know. Worship, worship practice, right? Worship and media to. practice every Thursday night. If you have a problem, you got to talk to Tyler and Lynette. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can reschedule or something. Yeah, Tyler, we would, move to Wednesday. <laughs> we would totally come to the Living Waters We say Connect it every group. single time. We're like, we see the pictures posting. When you guys went camping, we were like so jealous. I mean, the That's food. the one time I'll be jealous. But seriously, we were like, what? What is happening? Well, we even though, go? It's, even guys, though it's just, you know, for the adults. I do try to plan like family things. We went mm-hmm. to Herky Creek and we had a picnic. That's what I was just going to say. You guys have like some of our favorite youth kids that go to that connect group. Zayna, Brody, Isaac. I mean, we love those kids, yeah. you know, and we love Olivia. She's not quite to us oh yet, goodness, but we can't wait Lexi. for her to get there. I love the Gonzalez kids. <laughs> right. Like they're my own. Yeah. Oh, they're, so they're crazy. I lo- we love, I, you know, I'm going to challenge myself to have a podcast where the Goodfields and the Gonzalez's don't come up. It's gonna be hard. No, they're too <laughs> important to to DP. Yeah. Honestly, there's yeah. so many different avenues I, that they I are connected Tracy to. I love Tracy and Freddie. We really do. So your guys's connect group, Sharissa and I are o- always, um, we're always praising. And then there's another there's another connect group that isn't actually a connect group, but we think it needs to be a connect group. Okay? We need your help. Okay. So there's a couple in our church. They're on the older side. They're not elders. You know, probably late 40s mid 50s right i'm taking offense to that no 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 listen <laughs> and they are like high school sweethearts lovey-dovey all over each other constantly flirting Aww. why are you looking at me like you don't know who i'm We're talking not about on the same wavelength anna and peter oh, oh. yes sorry sorry that's that. definitely they're high school sweethearts oh my gosh the two of them together no 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 they're not actually oh. they act like high school sweethearts oh, 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 oh. they need to have a marriage uh, connect group slash marriage counseling slash just couples couples connect group because they are so cute like so cute together he gets Peter gets so like jitty when she walks into the room he's like oh my wife's here <laughs> it's so cute so yeah we need help getting that oh I was talking up. about okay we need help with that but we also need help with the second one so Miss Cora who's also inside your connect I group I love my Cora I love Cora she has she sent us a text the other morning and she was poor thing she was all like i'm so sorry it's so early it's six o'clock in the morning and i'm like no i love it that was the best part of like waking up like to a good text all together you know then came with a message and so i was like this is even better but miss cora is so i mean you know her she's so creative she's so um she just has good spirit all together yes and so i was saying i was like man she needs to have like a like a crafting or like a just a woman's type um, connect group where you just go and you just have fun. Is that would that be up your alley too? Were you spying on me? Because I've been telling the girls in my connect group like I want to have like okay because my living water is like okay we have like a Bible lesson we're in the Word right mm-hmm. but I want to have something like maybe once a month where it's just women that bring their talent like I want to have like a cooking session you know and we learn how to cook a certain food. Yeah. If somebody knows how to sew or um, knit or craft like Cora, you know, we can have that. And I've been wanting to do See? that. See? Well, then maybe you do need to head it up and then have Cora doing, leading a few of those. Yeah. That's such just, a good idea. You just tell me to stay home because there's no other men but me. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you start your 
from connect the group at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. See? <laughs> Wing Wednesday. Wing Wednesday. Oh, oh, on Wednesday. Hmm. It's actually, here's, this is going to clash with um, Living Waters, but Thursdays are the best days to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because it's buy one wing, get one free. You save a lot of money. It's okay. They're, they may be changing that date anyways. <laughs> <I'm just waiting. laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. It's that good, huh? Have you been to Epic Wings? Oh. Okay, so oh. here's the thing, though. Epic Wings is delicious. That's yes. bomb. But here's the thing. You don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings because the food is good. It's, it's the, the TV. It's the area. It's You're watching the sports. You're hanging out with your buddies. Like, it's Epic Wings doesn't have, like, the, have all the TVs no. and the music. Okay. and the, I'm not a fan of It's not, like, a gourmet. Wings. You're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings because you want to eat fancy or anything like that. It's way too overpriced it's, for me. That's why you go on Thursdays. It's I buy can't. a wing, get a wing. For free so 15 wings you get you buy 15 wings for 17 dollars and you get 30 wings uh-huh. and then you split with your friend i'm not he gonna eat 30 wings this. It's yeah. super funny i i can spend i'm not gonna say i can i have spent eight plus hours in buffalo wild wings on multiple occasions because of <laughs> football game day? yeah yeah yeah. because oh, wow. of football games or ufc fights or whatever i'll i'll like so when we were starting to jump back into being churchgoers and stuff. Sharissa was uh, working in the pharmacy at the time. This was 2016, 17. Um, she wanted us to go to church, and she would work every other weekend uh, on the pharmacy. So me and the kids would go to church, and on the weekends that she worked, we'd go to the church of football. Because <laughs> they, they w- he, he taught the kids and say, yeah, Mom, we went to church. Because yeah. that way they weren't lying. I told them we were so at the church of football. The church that was the name of Buffalo right? Wild Wings. Isn't that so bad? <laughs> That's stretching it a little bit. So I started figuring out because I'm good at clues and everything. All of a sudden there would be like a box or like trash or something. I'm like, what's that? And he's like, oh, we picked up some wings. So he's not lying this entire time, but he's completely holding some of the truth. Definitely. <laughs> and so then finally he's like, yeah, babe, we went to the church of football. I was like, I had to use his full name for that part. It was every other Sunday. I we was would, like, that what? was our thing. Yeah. And, he's like, and it was yeah. good at the time because, listen, they Buffalo Wild Wings offered a few things they don't offer anymore. One, they offered all you can eat mac and cheese. So I could be there for eight hours because my kids could keep getting the same. You know, if they got hungry, I just asked for another bowl of mac and cheese. They don't <laughs> offer that anymore. The other thing is they had the tablets. Probably because of them. <laughs> yeah. They had the tablets at the time. They don't have them no more. But I, my kids would get their own tablet. And they'd sit there and play games and eat mac and cheese. And I'd sit there for seven hours and watch football games and wow. drink Dr. Pepper. And <laughs> it was great. It was not. I was never an alcohol drinker. And I was, so I, I, was didn't, I didn't like blow my money that way. If you're an alcohol drinker, that's dangerous because you, you'd go broke real fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But free refills on Dr. Pepper, I definitely drink more than I should have. Yeah. Mm. So it's no good. <laughs> so that's why. I, and I would do that for UFC fights, too. I, I love Buffalo Wild Wings, and I, it's not the food. It's just the area, the yeah. atmosphere. You know, I want, like, 40 I TVs see. in our studio room. It's not going to happen. But it'd be great. So silly. <laughs> so, obviously, you're such a you're a great cook. Yes. So, if you're going to go out to eat, what restaurants are you okay with? In Hemet? Just in general. Where do you like to go if Aaron's going to take you out to eat? Oh, Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Texas Roadhouse is good. The bread. I could just eat the bread. Sternstein? Sternstein is not too bad. I like the one in Moreno Valley better, but this one's okay. Have we ever been to Sternstein? We have. It's been a long time, though. Uh-huh. Red Robin? I like Red Robin. No. I love their cod, their fish. 
That's not something I would try. <laughs> oh, the fish is delicious. I like their all-you-can-eat French fries. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah. With the ranch. Have dressing. you tried the the um? I don't know what's the name of it, but it's a seafood place out in San Jacinto. Uh, There's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Like seafood name. mariscos. Yeah. Oh. Mm-mm. But it has like everything. I don't know. I hear good things about it. I don't remember the name of it. So we're gonna go ahead and just throw this out there. Jenica does not like La Fugata. <gasps> no, I can't. Bu- oh, How I can't dare believe you. you. That, that is, is nasty. That's so gross. rude. Oh so my! Gross. Listen, <laughs> Lord, you're gonna have to sit with me for a second. Okay, hold on. Understand for half a second. Okay, La Fugata is. Do you remember where they first started? Mm-mm. So do you know where hometown buffet used to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know where um, Five Below is now? Basically, Mm -hmm. I want to say it was that shopping center or like one of those hole in the walls. So before, obviously, all the new shopping area um, or stores got filled in right there. It was just like a whole bunch of different hole in the walls. And then all of a sudden, Hometown Buffet, CVS and all that good stuff. Right. So it was a mom and pop store or uh, restaurant. And so my parents dated and when they dated, they went there. And so we, as we grew up, that was our family restaurant. And then they moved across the street over to Big Five. And so it continued. So we know, we've know we known the family since before I was born. Mm-hmm. So it is very important to me in my life. <laughs> that is my favorite go-to place. That's my birthday location. Are they even open? Yes. yes. Oh. They almost went out of business. It was kind of sad. They, they, w- they were open all the way through COVID. We used to go. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been there once, and that was enough for me. What did you order? Do you remember? I don't know, but it was mm. gross. No. So I'm definitely a person that's really I the love enchiladas? their enchiladas. <gasps> don't say that. So I'm definitely a person that like restaurants can have like something that's really good and really like not good on their menu, and I'm like that with like let me mess me one more one time and that's it. You know, I love. La Fogata's enchiladas. And it's the only thing I think I like there. Um, you like their french fries? I like their french fries, but like... That's it, not Mexican. Yeah. It's not, but they make really good french fries. Re- really good french fries. I'm a french fry fan. So what about tacos and beer? Do you like tacos and beer? I've been there once. Yes, I liked it. I love so tacos good. and beer. Have you been there? I haven't been there. It's a little pricey. You would love their fish. Their, so their bedia ramen is good. So mm. many different options. It's... It is expensive, but it's so good. Yeah. And that's another one that it's you go there for the food, but also the atmosphere. They got like street art on the wall and they got like music, music playing. There's always a Dodger game playing. Dodgers, Lakers. It's nice in there. It is. Sometimes they have like a live. um, What is it called? Banda. Yeah. I like a live banda Mm -hmm. there. I'm not a big fan of that. I like to be able to talk to the people I'm eating. But, you know, (laughs) if it's to the people you're eating, eating with. (laughs) Apparently, we cannibalism. Zombies. <laughs> cannibalism. I like to talk to the people I'm eating with. I don't know why. I, I learned it from my dad. My dad was never like the let's all sit at the table and be quiet while we eat dinner. It was like everyone was sharing their stories. Actually, I do remember a time where um, I don't know how long it lasted in my family, but everyone would have like 10 minutes to talk. Like it would start with my dad and he would talk about his day and, and you would have to be quiet and listen and or engage, you know. Then it would go to my mom, then it would go to the next person. 
and we couldn't leave the ten- dinner table until everyone got through sharing their story. That's 90 minutes later. Yeah, it's a long time. We have a big family. family. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple times where I fell asleep at the dinner table because I was told I can't go to bed till I finish my food. This is the kid, the kind of kid I was. I was like, bet I will sleep right here then. And just put my head down. Did you guys have a round table and like all sit down, everyone like ate together? What was your atmosphere like? Growing up, yeah, we had a a round table and we all sat down to eat dinner together. Were you guys the type that like placed everything in the middle of the table and then like served each other, served the plates and then sat no, down? No, my ate? mom would serve us and then we would sit down. Mm-hmm. So now tell me, did mom serve dad first? Of course. That's right. It's so funny because we come from two different cultures. I serve my wife and my kids first. She serves me, kids, and herself first. So this was a thing in our family where, like, when we first got married, that it was like we were batting heads on it. Like, she's like, no, that's not going to happen. And so we finally came to a compromise that whoever cooks, we'll just do it their way oh. so if she cooks then she does it her way and if i cook i do it my way because my dad was always like women and children eat first then men can eat and then her family was always you serve all the men and then everyone else can eat and so it's pretty funny yeah my mom would serve my dad and then the kids and then whatever was left she would eat. i love that it's such an honor all to i don't know but we don't, i want to honor you too yeah but no <laughs> not in That's that not situation. How she was raised. Honor her in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the way you I honor was me raised. by taking my plate and sitting down and eating, washing the dishes. Washing the dishes. Absolutely no. <laughs> she likes to wash. She doesn't like to wash the dishes. She just doesn't like me washing the dishes. I'm not the, you know, not everyone's great at everything. I try. I try really hard. I just don't always lies. <laughs> I'm the same way. I try. She's, she doesn't like the way I wash dishes either. Yeah. No, I think you guys do it on purpose, though. <clears throat> Leave the I don't. stuck on food. Yeah. All of a no, sudden, I, like, I, I don't. Just, I might I, just miss it as I'm washing it. I don't leave nothing on purpose. And I don't like the fact that we don't have one anymore. But I don't like the fact that we can't use a dishwasher. No, you can't. The we dishwasher can't is meant They're right to, here. Yes. The hands. You wash the dishes, then you can put in the dishwasher to dry. To dry. So why can't I wash the dishes and then put it in the dishwasher and wash them again it's so it's extra washed? dirty. You can't trust that water system. I'm sorry. See, this logic, this is why I asked my kids in my class yesterday. I don't know. Maybe I asked Zaina this before. When you're showering, what are you doing? You're cleaning yourself, right? So why do you have to wash your towel? Because it gets dirty. dirty. You should be clean. Because some people don't know how to wash right. Yes. True. Okay. Not it's, everyone's it towel. It gets dirty and it's brown and... Uh, why is yours quite brown? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Don't ask that question. <laughs> it's the skin follicles. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, on that drawing I did of the grumpy Christian, I got told, why did you make Aaron black? And I said, Aaron's not black. That's his skin color. <laughs> and I felt like I had it pretty accurate. It was a good skin color. He's dark. I'm very dark. You have a good complexion. I wish I had that complexion. I don't. I get red. Oh, no. I just get darker. You're blessed. Oh. Yeah, sometimes. Depends who you ask. Dark. She doesn't like to be dark. I don't like to be brown. I don't understand what's going on with these Mexicans in our church. That's this I, is that's like the fourth one I that I've heard say that they don't like I wish a dark I was complexion. So much darker. Tyler was out on campus with an umbrella because he didn't want to get too dark. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this kid. 
He looked like Mary Poppins. Oh my like, God. right? Come on, Zena. Zena was there. She seen. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, is it too hot or something? He's like, no, I'm not trying to catch a tan. I was like, what? <laughs> and mind you, he's already wearing like a full outfit. Clothes. <laughs> it's not like he was out there in tank tops and gym shorts. He was out there in pants and a and a, like a regular shirt. I was like, you're not trying to catch a tan? He's like, yeah, I don't like when my complexion gets too dark. Like if he were to move the umbrella, uh-huh. he would already turn the shade for each time it like touched sun or something. Yeah. Listen, it's funny. <laughs> Pastor Bob has got to stop wearing wearing off on all these people in our church. We have to stay culturally authentic. I'm I said what I said. Yeah, I know. Tyler's trying to be white. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tyler. Tyler I love you're you. not white. You're Mexican. He's actually Italian Italian and oh. something else. Come on, best friend. I think well, obviously Mexican. But Italian and something else that he more Did he so. say French? Maybe French. Italian and French is more like. I think so. I sure? think, well, because when we had that barbecue at Tracy's, I think he said that his dad and his grandpa spoke French. I yeah. could be wrong. He did say that. Yeah, right? Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I really so, don't know. <laughs> where do you guys see yourselves in 15 years? means I'll be almost 60. (laughs) Still working my job that I love. Um, I don't know. Do you want to have... have, You'll have a 26-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. right? She's like, yeah, sure. How old are you, 12? You'll have a, a 27-year-old daughter in 15 years. Wow. Hopefully she'll she's graduated, graduated college. college. Yes. She'll be playing on um, the softball college team. Oh, yeah. She is so good. Can we take a side note? Oh, my goodness. that was. I didn't get to see it. And this is her first year playing softball. That's so impressive. So for those of you guys that don't know, Zaina, their daughter, plays uh, 12U softball, and she is a rock star. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So her coach, he's on the committee, the softball committee, and he's like, man, you weren't kidding about this girl. She's an athlete. Like, And then I'm asking her, like, oh, how many years have you played? Like, how many, like, what travel ball team were you on? She's like, oh, no, this is my first year. And he's like, I thought you told me she played. I said, no, no, no. I told you the girl's a natural athlete. She (laughs) can do it all. I'm letting you know now you got a gem. You better, like, use her right <laughs> type of thing. But, yeah, no, Zaina, you did awesome. She did so good yesterday. Well, he let her he let her pitch. I know. Yeah. I love that. How, how was that, Zaina? It was good. She looked good on the mound, too. Yeah. Really, really We're good. so proud of her. And just so you know, that coach, he, every single time we see him, he always tells us, like, man, Zaina's parents are the best softball parents you could ever ask for (laughs) he's so sweet like both of our coaches you know they're so the girls are so encouraging to each other it's just so great to see right it's definitely such a great thing to be around a positive sports environment yeah because with those rec teams you never know what you're gonna get and you could get put on a a team where the coaches don't schedule practices nobody's really involved and they don't really want to be there. 
and it could be a real damaging experience for the kids. On the other end of the spectrum, you can have an experience that's fun. Doesn't matter if we win or lose. We're learning things. We love it. We're growing as a family. Like some of our the people who coach with us, we've been coaching their daughter since 2018. And they're like our best friends. And we would have never, or not our best friends, but they're really close friends to us. And we would have never met them had had we not, you know, gotten their daughter on our team on a random draw. And they've stuck with us ever since, you know. And it's such a great way to do ministry that way is like just meeting people. Yes. I think a lot of times we like to live in our bubble. And we don't like to meet new people or try new things. or, But how are we ever going <laughs> to disciple, minister, evangelize, show show God's love and mercy in our lives if we don't branch out? Yes. You know? And you know what? I think for myself that's something very important because all too many times you meet grumpy Christians, right? <laughs> and they say that they're Christian and they're not being Jesus-like, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't want to be that way. I want to be positive and I want somebody to say like, "Hey, they're they're different. There's something about right. them, you know?" So that's important to me. Well, I think you guys are definitely doing that cuz people definitely gravitate. No, really, they do. Honestly, both of you guys um <laughs> um but no, I think you guys I think people do gravitate to you guys. You know, it's always those situations where you don't know how important like what you do for someone really is until like later on in in their life or they come back and they're like you know what I know it probably didn't mean much to you but you just smiling or you just hugging me or whatever it was you know giving me that verse like that meant everything it changed my whole day yeah you know and I'm sure you do a lot with that with the kids that you um work with yes you know so that's awesome what about you Aaron what do you think the best part about um, ministry is? Trying to get people saved, you know, I guess. And you're on the security team too, yes. right? Yeah. How do you like that? Oh, I like it. I like it. It's you know, I get to fellowship with my my fellow security men. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. Create like a a brotherhood on Sunday mornings. That's right. Sorry, guys. I had to answer a phone call for my mother. Oh, you have to answer that call. I didn't. Well, she called twice, so that's why I was like, okay. But so we're talking about your serving in the church for the security group and men's group. Men's group. Elaborate what happened. What did I miss? Catch me up. Not much. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. No, she was just asking me that I was on the security team. and um, Yeah, I've been on the security team for some years now. Well, when I got sick, I had to stop because um, I couldn't really walk that much. and So I had to just kind of leave for a while. Right. But now I'm back on, and I, I like it. I think the security group that we have is really good. Um keep our campus safe we haven't had any incidents a couple years ago we had an incident on a trunk retreat but our security group shut that down yeah so tell me is the goal to finally have someone to take down (laughs) no not yet no (laughs) but is it a goal 
I don't I don't know. Like I a mean, weird, yeah, it would be. It like would a be. weird, like, I don't really want this to happen. Yeah. But if it did, it wouldn't be a, the worst of thing, right? Right. <laughs> kind of fun. We got to be realistic. Those are things that we think of in our heads, right? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. It could happen, you know, because there is a lot of crazy people out there. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I appreciate you guys meeting with us and recording this podcast. Do you have any final farewells you'd like to say? Plug your connect group. Yes. Come to the Living Water Connect group on the second and fourth Thursdays from 630 to 8. We say 8, but, you know, fellowship and all that. So <laughs> people leave like at 10, but that's okay. We need more we men to come too. That's your personal invite from Aaron, yes, men. Yes, we need more men. <laughs> and it's all ages from 18 to like our oldest person is like Aunt Mary's like in her late 70s. And wow. It's for everybody. Nice. So Living Waters Connect group, you guys reach out to Jenica or Aaron Paleo if you would like to know more. If you really want to get um, get through to them, you can always jump Zena. Zaina will go carry your message for them. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we love you, church. We're looking forward to the next time we can talk again. And thanks for joining us at Connect with DP City. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Connect with DP City. If you have questions, feel free to email them in at dpcitypod at gmail.com. If you're interested in appearing on our podcast, feel free to email that same email. If you'd like to give to the podcast ministry or ministry at DP City in general, you can visit our website at www.dpcitychurch.com and select the push to pay. We appreciate your support and looking forward to hearing from you soon. God bless.